Hi everyone, this is the 30 and Thriving Kinda podcast. My name is Ashley, this is Kendra, and we're here to just have honest conversations about what it is like to be a 30-year-old woman doing our best in this world. We are going to talk about everything from exercise, relationships, career, everything in between and everything outside. And we just can't wait to share our experiences with you, um, learn from you, and uh, bring on some guests who can uh, show us what life is in their 30s. Yes. So I'm um, from Denver and Kendra is also from Denver. Um, born and raised. Yes, both Denver natives, which is super hard to find. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about what it's like to be in Denver and going through all of that. Um, and then we are both uh, entrepreneurs. So we're going to talk a lot about what it was like to build our businesses. Um, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Lots of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of good ugly. <laughs> we might be more directed towards women who are in a funky place in their 30s, as mm -hmm. we've definitely struggled. I'm 32. I'll be 33 in 2023. Yeah, I'm 31. Um, and so disappointed so far of what I was expecting from my 30s. Oh, don't be. <laughs> so it'll be fun to talk more about that. Um, so we both started our entrepreneurial career in real estate. Um, and then Kendra has been killing the real estate game here in Denver, Colorado. So if you know of anybody who's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Kendra is your gal. She will take care of you. Um, I started in real estate and uh, moved into coaching real estate agents, and now I coach small businesses. So if you know anybody who has a small business and is looking for some support, reach out. Um, otherwise, let's talk about how we met. How we met. So, well, my life prior to real estate was in the restaurant industry, and... Let's see, when we met, what year did you start real 2017. 2017, okay, so I had already been in real estate for two years when Ashley had joined. And we were both at Keller Williams, and she joined the team that I was already on, and she just came out of the gate swinging. Okay, but I have to share this story first. Okay. So, Kendra is gorgeous, absolutely oh beautiful. <laughs> Okay, I feel like we should just start to make recording. me nervous. We got it. We are recording. No, we aren't. Oh shit! Are you gonna edit that out? Idiot. <laughs> I was like, we're doing like. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I have to tell this story. So Kendra is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous girl, and I had these like limiting beliefs that these beautiful girls are so mean. So I remember my mentor introduced me to Kendra. And I just thought, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. I bet she is so mean. I like, oh I was God. so nervous about, like, I have to be with, be on a team with this girl, and like, she's probably gonna be like so perfect with all of her perfect listings. Kendra, you guys will learn. Like, Kendra is like the most 
loving, non-judgmental person ever. Like three days after I started in the business, she like took me out to lunch. She is so amazing. Yeah, I had no listings. So I was trying to <laughs> pick her brain, like, how are you doing it? <laughs> Anywho, I just think it's hilarious how we like met in my initial thoughts about this girl and they were like totally obliterated. You're just a special human being, Thank and I you. want people to know that. That's very sweet. I can be mean. Uh, <laughs> I try not to be, but it's the, the RBF, the resting bitch face. Everyone <laughs> thinks I have a resting bitch face. I, I, you know, I try Same. not to, but yeah, I was just actually impressed because I was st still working at the restaurant, and I wanted to be out so bad. I wanted to be completely in real estate, but just wasn't finding the success and uh, I saw Ashley had joined and she was just in the office making her calls and I was just so impressed with her. So I was like, hey, what are you doing? Let's, let's go grab lunch. And she was like, okay. So we went and had lunch and I'm just like, how are you doing it? You know, tell me where you're getting your inspiration. Who are you calling? What scripts are you using? And um, she was so open with me and you know, from there, we just had this like massively trusting friendship, I think. Yeah. And I have this like toxic thing about me where like, if I don't know you, I will keep you so far away from me. And I'm so nervous about you. And I'm like super, super shy, but this guarded, guarded, yeah. guarded is good. Yeah. I'm like super guarded, super shy. But, like, the second that you give me any kind of, like, connection or any level of relationship, I'm like, here, let me tell you everything about my life. Oh my God, let me, so let me tell you my, like, deepest, darkest secrets. So, so I think that was, like, part of the reason why we connected so quickly, so deeply is, is like, I just trusted you instantly. Mm. Like. No, that's a lie. I didn't trust you instantly. I saw you and I did not trust you. But the second we that connected. we like connected, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is a human that I want to like keep in my life and I need her to know everything about me. Hope, I, I'm sure it's because I'm like, well, if she knows everything now, she can't run. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. she, maybe she'll run now or I don't know. No. Um, no. It's because it, I'm super open too. Mm -hmm. And I think having someone who's just as open as I am, it's like refreshing. Yeah, it is. And it, it like, I mean, that's part of the reason why we're going to do a podcast, right? So true, it's yeah. like, we've just helped each other so much through the shit. Like life is fucking hard. Life's really fucking hard. And like so far in our journey, it hasn't gotten easier. But the thing that's like, made us push and the thing that keeps us going is like the way we support each other and like the realness that we have with each other and how we're raw with each other and like we want to share that with everybody else like we want everybody else to know like you're not alone this shit's hard and like you can be in your 30s and not have your shit together yes yes and like that's such a terrible I think that's why I don't love my 30s so far like Everybody said, oh, your 30s are great because you'll turn, like, as soon as you hit your 30s, you're going to start to figure everything out. And, like, your finances are good. Your life is good. Like, everything's good. And I hit my 30s and, like, 
I just flipped my life upside down. And like you guys will hear more about what I did and like a lot of the poor decisions I made <laughs> to flip my life upside down. Yeah. Um, and also like some of the amazing experiences that I had. But like it, there's there's so much pressure around I think being a 30 year old woman like having it figured out and like living up to these standards of how your life should be and like it's you're just supposed to have the career you're supposed to have the you know your finances in order you're supposed to be in the right relationship w married with kids yes. like this route you're supposed to be on and it's I don't know we're also in an age of social media and so much com it's so easy to compare yourself and everyone's posting the good yeah and no you know and same with us right like right. we're not in the middle of hell and posting like hey I'm really struggling right now so people don't know that so it's just so hard you're always comparing yourself to people who are just thriving and they're you know they have their cute little bodies and they're out on the beach and they're making money and that's, they got the house and the kids and the mm -hmm. car and you're sitting there like, I mean, like for me, I'm just like, fuck, well, just broke up with a boyfriend. You had it all. <laughs> I had it all and I lost it all. Right? Like it, it's just um, like shit's hard and we make bad decisions. And I think, you know, I think that our intention of this podcast is just to like help people realize that. You're not alone. Um, like be like us just being super authentic and like who we are and what we've gone through. And I think that like at the end of the day, if we can just inspire one person, if we can create an aha for one person, if we can like line up the dominoes or change a perspective, you know, it just if there's any kind of value that we can give from us trying to navigate this crazy shit and falling on our faces, we want to share it. So like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get like super real. We're going to talk about the ugly stuff. Um, we're going to talk about the wins too. We're going to talk about like the shit that we're doing really well, that we're really proud of. And like, hopefully you can gain something from it. Yeah. Yeah. And make you laugh along the way. Yes. We'll, we'll make ourselves laugh <laughs> along the way. Kendra's hilarious, so you'll enjoy her. Um, and then, like, it, so this podcast will drop the first of the year, 2023. Um, and, like, we're ready to go hard on this. Like, we want to impact people with this. So we're, you know, we're looking to build a big podcast and, um have big names on here and bring valuable content and tips and tricks and advice. And, um, like Ashley said, like any kind of inspiration just to get ahead. And, um, you know, we have a lot of friends that struggle as well that aren't where necessarily they thought they would be. And then we have friends who are doing super well. And I think it's good to have, different perspectives like that people who are struggling and how we how can we help and how can we inspire but what else can we learn from those people and um different experiences yeah in you know being in your 30s and where you're at um but I'd love to also do like health tips wealth tips yeah 
uh, how relationship to get in relationship. Advice. Yes. Yeah. Friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like work relationships. Like how to deal with like hard work environments, or how to grow in a work environment. How to um, be seen at work, or um, like if you have that side hustle that just hasn't like gotten to where you want it to be it it's just that side hustle and you want it to be something more like what we did I mean Kendra literally took real estate from a side hustle and like is fucking killing it now you know like how how to do those things I think that's really important to us um you want to talk a little bit about like where we've been and where we are now sure yeah I mean like personally, professionally. Let's talk. Let's just get into it. Oh God, <laughs> uh, this is where we talk about the. We told you there's gonna be ugly. This is the ugly. <laughs> now, um, so we're both from Denver. Um, we've obviously both been in long-term relationships. Um, and I've had some healthy, some not so mm-hmm. healthy, and. Right now, I'm in an amazing relationship, and we just got engaged, so I'm obviously over the moon about that, but um, yeah, it's been a tough road to get here, and my last two relationships were very toxic, and um, they both cheated on me, uh, lies left and right, and I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves is someone lying to me Mm -hmm. like just be honest um and it's really like the embarrassment Mm -hmm. to me it's like when someone cheats on you it's not just like they cheated on you but nobody else knows it's like when they cheat on you and then everybody else knows like that is just the worst it's like this shame that you feel of like I like this is supposed to be my human being that's like there for me mm-hmm. and like I they're not even there for me and everybody fucking knows mm-hmm. it yeah it's just so embarrassing so you know I've been guarded and I've had my guard up and uh I don't know and then I met Joe met him on hinge so we met on a dating app called hinge and I mean, I think it's a great dating app. I did some Tinder and I went on like two dates from Tinder and it was a hot mess. I personally hate Hinge, but it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you had one experience yeah. that lasted a year. In my 30 seconds of dating on dating apps. <laughs> Wait, where did you meet? Tinder. Oh, see, that's your mistake. Yeah, yeah. So we'll t- talk about the devil yeah. I met on Tinder later. Tinder's trash. Um... <laughs> Maybe but, I should try Hinge. Yeah, no, I love Hinge because what's good about Hinge is they ask you like all these questions or like you have to like add some content. Yeah, but I felt like it was so corny. Like, because that's the one where it's like a picture and then like a description, right? Or is that it's Bumble? Like, I don't know. I can't do, but I tried Bumble, but I was like, I cannot reach out to these guys. Like, yeah, we'll so never. I think it's Hinge. That's like the picture and then like they give you a prompt and you have to like talk about yes, that prompt. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I hate it. Um, I just feel like everything that was like prompted, I was like, I have no... Oh, you can do your own. Oh, well, I'm not that Girl, weak. we'll go in there and clean it up for you. Not I'm enough. actually really good. Oh, yeah. we. You need to work on yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Breach. Anywho, 
But I did go in and, like, help some of my friends. Like, we had, like, a big bar day where we were just, like, riding our bikes to different bars. And I helped, like, seven people clean up their Tinder and Hinge profiles. Oh, my God. You guys. And then they got all kinds of hits afterwards. <laughs> you guys. Okay. So, not only does Tinder help sell real estate. I'm a matchmaker. But, yeah, if you need an updated Hinge profile for $9.99. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You should probably do it for cheaper than that. <laughs> I mean, yes, I will, because it's actually really fun. And you know what? I notice a lot of people, they just talk about themselves. Like, so Mm. they're, like, descriptions of themselves come off so Mm self-centered. Or when you have all these pictures and they're with other girls, like, so that's not going to go over well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, men with bathroom selfies. Ew! Like, I want, I'm going to throw my fucking phone off Yeah, and you're, like, I think there's, like, three hairs on your mirror. If you, like, like, paste everywhere. Yeah, it's, like, this is not cute. There's shit all over their counter. Yeah, And then they're, like, guys do, like, the duck face. They're, like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ew. Okay, Awful. so anyways, Hinge is where you found your man. Okay, so we hinged it up. We got hinged. Then you got hitched. And then we got <laughs> hinged, baby. Wow, look at that thing. <laughs> bling, bling. Shit, I'm He did do a good job. He did do baby. good, yes. So good. But it hasn't always been easy. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely gone through my shit of relationships. And, um... Yeah, I'd like to, I'd be fine with diving deeper. Maybe that's kind of like the bird's eye view. Um, yeah. It's been tough. And, you know, I've gone through, you know, the loneliness. Mm. And I wish I was much more mature in those times of being lonely. Uh, because I definitely resorted to a lot of, like, partying and drinking. And, and like, how old were you in that age, though? Because I think that's important. Well, all of my 20s. Yeah. Like that was in your twenties, you were, you were very much in like the dating world and like in relationship, out of relationship and just trying to like cope with being like trying to find somebody who was going to be there for you and dealing with a lot of toxicity. And so that was like the way you dealt with it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that if we were talking about this earlier, like, I think that's so common for somebody in their twenties. And I think that that's something beautiful for you to share for the girls who are, like, in their 20s listening to this. And, like, I wish I would have known better in my 20s. I, mm. You know, in my early 20s when I was doing all that crap, I was doing it to numb loneliness and to get attention. And in that time, I thought, no, I'm being this independent woman. I'm standing for feminism, like, being a feminist. Like, this isn't about me being lonely or needing male attention. This is me about owning my sexuality. Mm. And like the reality, it wasn't. And like, I wish I, I would have had somebody help me see that in my twenties. So I think that'll be a fun thing to talk about for women in their twenties listening, like to figure out how, how do I find out if this is me? I mean, even not only in their twenties, it's something that I'm struggling with in my thirties, right? Like being single again in your thirties and figuring out like, am I talking to these men because I'm lonely or am I talking to these men because I'm truly like ready to move forward into a relationship? I think that, you know, us trying to navigate that and sharing our stories around that can be really helpful. I wish I would have had somebody like tell me about it. For sure. You know? Wait, are you talking to guys right now? Not right. Well, no. Oh my God. I was like, (laughs) 
girl. You did not bring me on this podcast to break the news to me. No, I've made a commitment, signed a contract and everything, that I am not, like, having any romantic conversations with men until I get my shit together. And so I have, like, goals that I need to hit. And we'll talk about that on another episode, too, of, like, um, you know, it's about me really falling in love with myself first and um, having a relationship with myself, finding strength in myself, finding who I am before I earn the right to start dating other people Um, because they don't deserve anything less than the best of me. And so I got to go find that first. So, no, I'm not talking to men right now. But when, you know, when I was just turning 30, I was a hot mess. And while newly single. Yeah, yeah. So so share, like, where you were. Okay. So when I was... 21 I met this guy and he was a friend of a friend and um we would go out and he would get into fights and I thought that was just so sexy because I was 21 (laughs) so my 21 year old self was like oh this is perfect like he's He's strong. It probably like all the animal instincts that we have, right? Like he's a bad boy. Yeah, and like he can take care of me because he can fight people. I don't. Oh, you don't God, know. What, you don't so know what bad. that. What are you thinking when you're 21? I don't know. He can punch somebody. It's great. It, I mean, I think about it now. It's so embarrassing. Um, but also, like, it just was the reality. That's what I. I. I was. You know, I had been single for a couple of years. I am, like, a serial relationship person, like, all through. So, I was, my first kiss was when I was six years old. Ew. French kiss. What? Yes. How are you getting in that position? The little neighbor boy. Um, How old was he? He was six. And his older sister was nine. And then we had another neighbor girl that was three years older than her. So nine, 10, 11, 12. She was 12. So the nine-year-old and 12-year-old girl kept trying to get me and this boy to kiss. And they told us how we have to kiss was by making out. This is so weird. I talk about it now. And I'm like, I don't know. Was that sexual abuse? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you could, not you, but like (laughs) they could get in trouble. I mean, I don't know. We were just kids. So, yeah, my first kiss is when I was six years old, and then he became my boyfriend. And from the time that I was six to 18, I don't think I went, like, three months without a boyfriend. Mm. That was just, like, what I knew growing up. And I'm grateful for my parents because they, they were awesome about, like, being open with, like, sexuality and, like, being okay with like recognizing that you're you're gonna have these feelings in your body and like you're gonna have feelings for other people and my parents were very open about sexuality and stuff and I'm grateful that we were able to have those conversations but I also think that I probably like got codependent on relationships very young because I saw my parents are high school sweethearts and so I just always thought well I better find my boyfriend because that's you find them in high school Mm -hmm. or sooner um, and so anyways, I, you know, I went from when I 18 to 21, I was not in a relationship. And so that was, that was three years. And that was a lot for me considering I was just always in a relationship. And so, you know, when it, when it finally came time, I was like, okay, this is, this is who I'm ready to settle down with. He, he beats people up and <laughs> like, 
this is God. it. This will work. Which is wild because he didn't seem like a fighter. No, it was only when he drank. You know, when we go to the bars and oh, and he didn't want to drink with me because he didn't like me. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of you. He was intimidated by you, I think. Really? Um, I also told him if I was a lesbian, I would totally date you. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> He's probably so into it. He's like, she's going to steal my wife. Well, that's why, because didn't he get weird when you stayed the night at my house that one night when I bought my condo? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my he gosh, did. it's all making sense. Yeah, no. he was, he was into, he thought you would steal me. Um, <laughs> anyways, met him when I was 21. Um, both, like, I had so much shit in my head at 21 of like, I don't need a man now. I'm independent. This is like a lot of that stuff that like we'll probably dive into another podcast of like how going from being a serial dater to like no relationship for three years, being this independent woman, trying to figure out like feminism and all that stuff, right? To like getting into this relationship. And I had these, you know, these beliefs that like I didn't need to get married. I didn't need to do any of that stuff. So him and I dated from, uh, let's see, I was 21 and like, 2012 2011 2011 I think and um from 2011 to 2017 we just were boyfriend girlfriend for a, it was like what is that like six years yeah six years we dated and then I finally realized I wanted something more I wanted to be married so you know the, the way a a really romantic married couple goes and does it is we went to the local UPS and signed for common law. Oh my God. <laughs> Questionable. Um, and I think, you know, looking back on it, I really wanted to be married, but I didn't want to be married to him. Mm. But I couldn't, I couldn't differentiate those Is it two. the word marriage though? Is it the word, like you want to say you're married or is it the concept or is it like... Well, and that was such a, I think that's such a good question because there was so much like, you, you know, on social media, I, I, I was 28, 27 at the time. I can't remember when we got married. And, and so like, that's when everybody else is getting married and everybody else is having kids. So like, I was trying to navigate this like wait, do I want this because it's what everybody else is doing? Or like, do I really want this in my heart? And I'll tell you what, at that time, I, I couldn't tell you if I wanted that because I wanted the status of being married or if I just really wanted to be married. I don't know. Um, and maybe that's something we can dive into more. Mm -hmm. there the me therapist, yeah. yeah. Um, but so anyways... We got married in 2017 via UPS common law signature. Gorgeous. And in Colorado, they don't mess around What'd with What did you wear? Sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> so romantic. It was, it was like so insignificant. Um, okay, what was the reasoning though? Like, Well, okay, so that, that also is a fair question. I started to think, I, I don't think that I just want to be boyfriend, girlfriend forever. You know, I tell people that he was my partner and that everybody thought I was a lesbian. And that's like, oh, oh my God. God. I think I just want to be married. This you would be might a lot be a lesbian. Life. That's okay, too. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Maybe maybe that's when we need to go down. Fuck the man. Let's just, let's just do this. No. Um, and so, anyways, we, you know, 2017 is also when I got my real estate license. So, I went from a full-time job with benefits to a independent contractor with no benefits. And then I was also like, you know what? We're practically husband and wife. Like, let, 
let's, I want to be your wife. Let's just do this. And I don't know if I really wanted to be his wife, but I wanted to be a wife. So, um, also it gave me insurance benefits. So I think that's mm. why it wasn't like this big hoorah. It was like, well, I can just use this reason of like, Hey babe, I need insurance benefits. We're practically married. Let's just get married. Which also my brother did that with his wife. Uh, so it wasn't like weird to you. Completely. Well, I mean, they're divorced now too. So, so don't go to UPS. Ever. Do not marry for health insurance benefits. Do not use it as an excuse. Um, no, so we were in Colorado when you signed common law, like you were legitimately married. It's not like this, oh, you're either married. No, like you're seriously, you're married. And so, um, you know, going through 2017 to 2021, the relationship got really, really hard. And like I had to ask myself a lot of hard questions of like, is this person going to be the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? I changed a lot from 2017 to 2021. I mean, the person that I was even 2016 to 2017 is 180 degrees. I mean, I, I was a person who was getting migraines four times a week. I was on seven different medications. I was constantly depressed. I couldn't remember the last time I sang in a car. Like, my life was so broken at that time. And then going to Keller Williams just showed me the light again and completely changed my life. And then being with somebody is a totally different person. And then moving into another per like this completely different human being, it's really hard to like take the boy who used to fight at the bars and say, I want to go build a big fucking life. Like he didn't want to go build a big fucking life. So that relationship didn't work out in 2021. Um, we divorced and then um, a few months after, we went and had a great celebration for my Dirty 30 down in Florida. So much fun. So much fun. And then I met another guy three months later after I promised myself I was going to take a whole year to find myself. I got on the apps and started to say, well, I need sex. Like, sex I'm, I'm a feminine woman who has sexual needs and that's okay and I need that and like, I used that as a lie for myself to get into another relationship. And then I got into a relationship with a guy for a year. Um, and it was probably the best and the worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from him. I went on some amazing adventures with him. I lived in a van for six months. We'll talk about that. Um, and then I also experienced the most like catastrophic verbal and emotional abuse I had ever experienced. And I ended up being in a relationship with a manipulative narcissist and had like no clue how I got myself into that um, and like lost everything in the relationship. My, I mean, I went from being very financially successful to no job, no money, tons of credit card debt and having like walking broken, just broken from this relationship. And like rebuilding now, and that's where I'm at. And it's wow. scary as hell. You are being <laughs> so vulnerable, and I appreciate that. That's what we're here for. Like, I yeah. hope somebody listens to this and hears this from us. Like, here's our real stories, and it's just like we're still not in a perfect place. No, like life is scary right now. But like, I also know that I will be more than fucking okay, mm -hmm. and like, I will go 
make massive moves in my life Mm -hmm. and I will go change this fucking world. Like I'm, it's scary right now. And like, I can't believe that I made this turn from like one decision. But like, I also know that like, this is just like a learning lesson for me. This is just something that I'm supposed to grow in and like move forward. Yeah. You know, you're definitely in the place of growth and that's like, that's where you learn. You know, I mean, cause we both like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this have had moments of extreme success and happiness and then, and they're coming from a place of, you know, being in the pits and then they're at their peak, they're on a high, everything's amazing. And then they're down in the dumps again. And I think if we could be reflective Like, we're going to learn from those moments and say, okay, this is what I'm not going to do again, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to value myself more, or I'm going to respect myself more, or, okay, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to make that decision, and I'm going to be even more grateful the next time, like, when I do experience success again, and I'm not going to take advantage of it. Yeah, it's so true. There was, like, I think about when I started to experience success, and, like, you kept telling me, like... You, I mean, in a nice way, you kept like pretty much saying you're getting inflated. You're like you're getting a big head. You're spending too much money. You're like mm, you're. You I, know, did. I was so materialistic, right? Like I was so materialistic. You sure were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like this experience has Checked been you. so humbling. It has it has been such a humbling experience for me. Um, and and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like there's so much to learn on our paths and like success is not linear. Mm-mm. It is so not linear. It's been such a beautiful reminder to me. There's a really great small book. It's like a quick read. It's called the dip. Um, I think it's by Seth. Are you having Um, I might. I'll, but anywho, it, it's called the dip. You can find it really easily. And, um, it talks about like that, when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, you are right on the cusp of the turning point to get out of that. And a lot of people will give up right there where it feels like rock bottom. You know, they don't have the the team behind them or they don't have the the support system. They don't have the, they're not listening to the right things. They're not, you know, whatever it is, you get to that bottom spot and most people go, Never mind, it's not going to happen. Like, it's not mm. for me. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they deserve more. And they give up right when they're starting to come out of that dip. Mm. And, you know, I read that book in 2017, building my real estate business. It was hard. That shit is not easy. And you experience a lot of dips in that. And it's like right when you're sitting at rock bottom, you're going to start to make that curve up. And, and that book helped me get out of that in 2017. And it's help, it's a good reminder of me now. Like, I feel like I'm 30 and I'm supposed to have my shit together and my finances together. I'm supposed to have a 401k and a retirement plan. And like, it's not clean right now. It's not clean for me. But I also know that like, I'm at that turning point. So if any, anybody who's listening to this, if like you're sitting at that spot where you're like, oh fuck, like I just don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. I feel stuck. I feel at the bottom. The dip is a great book. It's a short read. Um, Audible is great, or or read it. I have to find it. It's a good book. Do you have it? I don't think I have it on oh. me anymore now. I think I might have read it in Audible. 
okay. Yeah, but it's a good one. Um, but it's real. Like, we've gone through some hard shit. Yes. This is real life. <laughs> well, I mean, it reminds me, because you were living in a house, like a single family house, but, mm -hmm. and then you moved into my condo. Yep. For how, three minutes. <laughs> and then went back. Four weeks. Okay. <laughs> I left my ex-husband once. And then I actually went back for eight months. And then you I tried though, but that's yeah. what's beautiful is you put in all your effort and yeah. it just didn't work. Yeah. Yep. It, we, we did eight months. We did the therapy thing. Um, it was really the like, this is, this is it. Let's see if it's going to work. And then it just didn't. And mm -hmm. that was okay. You know, like that's, um, I felt so confident walking away from that relationship, knowing that it wasn't my relationship to have because I went that way. But yeah, I lived in your condo. I, you know, I, she's a savior. I, I said, okay, I think I'm going to leave my, my husband. And, um, I, I did it in a, a really like, I don't want to say abrupt, abrupt, abrupt's a good word, abrupt way. <laughs> and so I'm like, I need somewhere to go live. And can just like, Oh, come live in my condo. And I was like, great. And I told her I'd do a three year or three month lease with her. I think I lived there for four weeks maybe before I went back with, yeah, with Max. my husband. <laughs> And she that's was, fine. So, I mean, uh, that you guys, if there's one thing that I can say that's like, like gets you through the struggle, it's people who are there for you. Like you have got to find your people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that condo, I'm telling you, it has been like a single woman's saving grace. Yeah. So if any of you are single and need a place, no, I'm just kidding. It's been rented. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh um, but yeah, so you, and then you ended up buying your place, which is incredible. Yeah. And that's an awesome story too, that we'll tell you guys about, mm -hmm. cause I'd love for, you know, Kendra and I both believe a, about like what you put out into the universe is what you'll get. And that was such a moment where I put out into the universe what I needed and it was absolutely handed to me. Not handed. You worked your ass off for it. Yeah. No, that's so true. Like, but it I, fell in your lap pretty well. Yeah. Like it. I, I asked the universe for it. I did the work for it. I, um, you know, I, I made good decisions to set myself up to be in a position mm -hmm. where I could afford a place. Um, but it all panned out so beautifully. You know, mm -hmm. I told the universe, I need somewhere safe to be. I need to have somewhere that I can move quickly into. And that opened up for me. Yeah. So touched on a lot relationships. Life has its ups and downs. Buying your place, like yeah. us both buying places, which all, both happen after breakups mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, like, we can definitely dive deeper into those. But one thing I do notice when you said, let's talk about, like, let's share about ourselves, the first thing we went into is our relationships. Mm. And I hate when women define themselves as a wife and a mother. Because to me, like, I hate when I go to a, like, which if that's, if that's your thing and that's your biggest identity, then okay. But, but we're so much more yes. than wives. And like, well, and the thing is, neither of us are wives and mothers right now. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So we can't speak too far. But I, but wait. women are so much more than that. It's yes. so true. We're not our relationship. But you know what? We're also not our jobs. And we're and not And I have jobs. my job on my Instagram. So who am I to talk shit? <laughs> well, Ugh. you're doing that for all good reasons, but that's <laughs> such a good point. Like, 
when we, I mean, we've just sat here and like introduced it's our like, whole. Who are we? Oh, so these are my relationships. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's been. I think our relationships have been such, such huge parts of who mm. we be, who we're becoming because it. I think. I mean, you tell me, but I think as an ambitious woman who is looking to build something really big, who has an entrepreneurial spirit, like the biggest hurdle that we're dealing with is finding a partner that will go there with us and is like, can keep, I don't want to say like keep up, but like supportive, not intimidated by it. Yeah. Um, willing to grow with you. Yeah. And like on their own journey too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, I, I, there's a small pool of men out there that, that like, this is men ver. <laughs> there's a lot of men out there. Well, and I guess I'm not one to say it. Cause again, I started dating when I was 21 dating apps, or I got into a relationship when I was 21 dating apps were not a thing then. Mm-hmm. And then I spent 30 seconds on a dating app before I met the the devil and so I don't I don't know I don't know if there's great men out there or not there are yeah so if you're a pilot or if you know a pilot oh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm totally kidding I'm not ready to date right now doctor <laughs> no, no no doctors are too confined to their schedule you have to go on Maybe adventures that's good. With me. no I oh. want somebody to go on adventures with me Oh, okay. A pilot would be great because then I just get free flights to wherever I want to go. But I'm not looking right now, so do not hit us up about a pilot. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Like, actually, my brother is a pilot, but you're crazy, bitch. (laughs) But it sounds like you're on a journey to get your shit together, so. I'll wait for the episode when you got your shit together. Episode 423. Oh, my God. We're halfway there, folks. Oh, no. Oh, my no, gosh. It'll happen sooner it, than yeah, later. It'll be fine. But we, we digress. Yeah. We do want to just, like, I don't know, have candid conversations and be tra- as transparent as possible without completely embarrassing ourselves or our parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I like, think I've already embarrassed myself three times in this conversation, so it's fine. No, I think it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> it that's is how beautiful. People are going to connect. I just yeah, connected absolutely. with you. So what guests, ooh, what are our goals for this podcast? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we've talked about intentions, but let's see, 2023 is upon us. Mm-hmm. What are our goals? Well, like, this year, in 2023, mm-hmm. what we want to accomplish with the yeah. podcast I want to be known. Like, um, I think that it's important for us to build a following of women who are relating to us. So, you know, I see us building a good following in our first year. I think that we have conversations that are worth hearing. Um, we have some crazy stories. Oh yes, we sure do. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'd love for this to be, um, when I think about what happens in 2023, I'd love this to be like one of those emerging podcasts where people are like, have you heard these girls <laughs> 30 and thriving? They are kind of thriving. They're kind of a hot mess. It's more like not thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the kind of out, insert the not. No, we are thriving. We are. We will be. Well, and here's the thing, like, 
you know, you're talking about like bringing guests in and sometimes we'll have guests that are like really doing amazing things. And then other times we might have some guests that are like really struggling. But at the end of the day, all of us are thriving some way, somehow in our lives. Like, you know, if you ask me right now if I'm financially thriving, the answer would be no. But if you ask me if I'm like thriving in my spirituality, I would be like, absolutely. How are you? Yes. Oh, girl. Yeah, I feel like I'm on this beautiful spiritual journey right now. So like, I I think that like, that's the 30 and thriving kind of, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you think about like a whole wellness wheel and I'm digressing here, but like you think about a whole wellness wheel and like we never have all seven categories of a wellness, like our relationship, our spirituality, our physical health. And like that's another I'm thriving so much in my physical health right now, right? Like you are looking like a dime. Well, I've lost some weight. I'm proud of it. Okay. And then we're gonna talk about <laughs> things like that. Yes. Wait, and are like, you still do, doing keto? No, I'm okay, trying to be you. more Lord Flat. I literally just had a chicken soup right before we well, jumped and on the had spaghetti today, <laughs> and, and I was like, bitch, that ain't keto. <laughs> yeah, no, no keto. I won't tell the keto guy. I fell in love with the gym again. But, like, that's the thing. Like, Beautiful. if you, you – I don't think I've ever met somebody who's, like – 100% I, yeah, in every – I'm thriving in all of it. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's not there. Like, nobody does that. Okay, and we need to talk kinda. about the wellness wheel. Yeah. We need we the wheel, right? The <laughs> new wheel. Yeah, we'll put up our new wellness wheel. <laughs> but really, we can talk about it. That would yeah, be fun. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, that I feel like those are, like, the fundamental conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are the most important aspects of your life? And where are you thriving? And where, where do you want to grow? And where do you want to push yourself? You know, I... Two years ago, when you when you would ask me to go to the gym, I thought you were no, ew, I'm not doing that. She wouldn't that. even go for a walk. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she's like that's just. Oh my god, I'm just gonna eat keto. <laughs> no, the best is on your Tinder profile. You said you. She says she loves the the outdoors. She's outdoorsy. I'm like, bitch, that's. A, the light detector determined that was a no, lie. No, I am. Okay. You I have, said, she said, I want, she said, I love doing brunch on a patio. Yes. I was like, that does not count as the outdoors. No, I am outdoorsy and I had always been outdoorsy, but my outdoorsy was lazy outdoorsy. So you tell me to go sit on a beach. Yes, I'm outdoorsy. Oh you tell me to brunch on the patio. Yes, I'm outdoorsy. Okay. You in tell Colorado me. <laughs> dating, if you put outdoorsy, that means like. Hiking, rock climbing, skiing, snowboarding. Well, maybe snowshoeing. people should stereotype outdoorsy. Oh, <laughs> Lordy. Well, you know. anyways, yeah. Catfished people. 2023. Cat. What? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. You might have catfished a few people. <laughs> Hence why the last boyfriend was so terrible. He thought I was literally. No, but like. If you would have told me to go work out two years ago, I thought you were absolutely insane. Like, now in my wellness journey, specifically in physical health, like, I... You're thriving. Yeah, I couldn't... If I don't go to the gym, it's like, I'm addicted to it. It is what starts my day. It's what gets me moving. Yeah, so it's it's cool to, like, see the... You're doing great, too. I'm doing okay. You work out, what, five days a week now? Six. Holy... I go to the gym seven days a week. I go to the gym seven days a week, but on day seven, I just go and, like, enjoy the hot tub, stretch, 
enjoy the sauna. Like I just go purely for pleasure. But for me, it's a great book, Atomic Habits. They talk about compounding your habits and like having daily disciplines. And so for me, it was important that I like physically went to the gym every day to get in the habit of driving my car to the gym every day. But I also knew that I am in my thirties and if I try to work out seven days a week, my body is not going, like it's going to hurt in a bad way. Mm. And so I said, okay, day seven will just be like my, but you did 75 hard. That's true. And my knees were so angry. (laughs) Minnie's like, excuse you, we don't do this. But very overweight people have done it and done yeah. well. And yeah. older people. That's true. Okay, Kendra, fine. I'll work out seven days a week. Make your picture. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Keep trying. <laughs> Try harder. Well, and we should do an episode on 75 hard because both of us did 75 yeah. hard. I made it like 56 days, but you did it. I did the full thing. You did the whole thing. I feel like it could have went harder. So I don't know. Harder. We'll touch on that. Yeah another day yeah we're gonna talk about great things in 2020 amazing yes yeah we're gonna I, I I think that you know talking about the wellness wheel as the foundation of our conversations is really like hitting the nail on that's the head. cool yeah like we're we're gonna talk about all those things we're gonna talk about wealth spirituality health mm. um, relationships um and a support system your eco center like that's I I think that that's the foundation of the wellness wheel is like the foundation of who we decided we wanted to be, right? Like we we decided I don't want to do this nine to five grind or this the, the waitressing grind, like the restaurant industry. Like I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be a whole person that is that loves life, is living life on purpose, and like that's been a journey, mm-hmm. and we've it's not linear. Like, we've both ate shit doing it, and then we've both had some, like, really cool experiences and stories. What has been your best year so far? My 30th. It was my best and my worst. Uh, Yeah, because, I mean, I went on to go from being so materialistic. I mean, I had, with my ex-husband, we turned a whole bedroom into my walk-in closet. Yeah, I, I had that. so many clothes and shoes that I needed a whole room to fit it all in. Uh, and like I, you know, it, as soon as I hit six figures, I bought the BMW. And every every three days I was shopping for new outfits. What's the newest, best outfit that I could wear? I was buying stuff for my condo all the time of how can I make my condo look as perfect as it needs to. I was so materialistic mm-hmm. and objects that I mean it was a way that I was self-soothing through mm. through my relationship with my ex-husband not being satisfied I was numbing that pain through shopping and materialistic items and then also going into being single and trying to navigate that I just shopping was a way to numb myself and getting these materialistic things going from that to then having to figure out how am I going to pack my entire life into a van and travel the country for six months. I had to completely change my values and belief system. I was shocked. (laughs) I was too. Oh my gosh. I mean, I I remember my ex-husband used to joke about, well, let's just get an RV or let's just get a van and travel the country. And I'm like, you're crazy. No. But like I said, that, that relationship was the most beautiful, most toxic thing I've ever been in. One of the most beautiful things is he taught me 
how to let go of materialistic things and I was so liberated. I never felt more authentic in myself than when I was living in a van. Mm. It was beautiful. What about you? What was like your best year? My best year was not an age, but 2020. So mm. I guess that was when I turned 32. Oh, maybe not 32, but 30, 30 as well. As well. <laughs> But we were supposed to go to Mexico that year for my birthday, and then obviously the world shut down. But mm -hmm. that was actually the year that... So Joe and I were, like, officially together, and that was great. But I don't know if Joe would have stayed with me had the world not shut down. Oh, yeah, you've talked to me about this. This is so good. Well, I was just, like, a party animal. Like, mm -hmm. I needed to be out and about, and Joe is, like so disciplined mm -hmm. and he's you know he's at home he wakes up goes to work wakes up early he goes he works out he eats healthy he you know what I mean like he doesn't drink during the week and I'm like uh -huh. I can't be by myself like yeah so I'm like bopping around downtown and you know so I don't think had the world not shut down I don't know it like it's I, you know I was just talking to one of Kendra's friends, one of your friends today about like COVID, and it ended up being like the most influential year for her mm -hmm. personally in her business. Like it is crazy. Yeah. My business took off that year too. Yeah, and and so did mine. It's like the you know COVID was scary. It was crazy, but there's so many amazing stories out of that, and that is so crazy that like what if the whole world was still open? Would you still have found, like, would you still had the need to like go downtown and to drink and to party or like, would you slow down on that? And then like, how would Joe have managed that? Cause yeah. it's not him at all, mm -mm. but he was the best thing that could ever happen yeah. to you in that world too. And that year was the year I got out of all my debt. So I had already like bought my place in 2018. Him and I started dating to the end of 2019 and then like became official, whatever, 2020. But that year I was like, okay, because getting our nails done, you and I love to get our nails done. Yeah. That's like one of our favorite things. Yeah. And that year I was like, so I got my nails done the first week of January, like first or second week when it was due. And then I was like, my biggest goal this year is to get out of debt. So, and I said to myself, I will get out of debt this year. I will pay off all of my debt. And when I do, that's when I can get my nails done again. Mm -hmm. So it took me the full year. So I paid off my car. I paid off two of my credit cards. And then I paid off my student loans. And... It was the last week of the year, and I paid it all off, and then I got my nails done. You were so disciplined in that habit, mm -hmm. too. Because you would always ask me. Oh, my God, all the time. Kendra, come on, let's just go. Like, come on. No. I think I even offered to pay for you a couple times, and you're like, no. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're like, no. And I'm like, come get your nails done. But, like, also, okay, I have to ask you. So that was, like, one of the most disciplined things you've ever done, and it was also the year that you were with Joe. Do you feel, mm -hmm. like the influence from his discipline helped you with that? I mean, he would love for me to give him credit for that. <laughs> and 
I mean, you were you were in the midst. I feel like 2018, 2019, 2020, like that was so much growth. So transformative for mm-hmm. you. Like even without Joe, like we were talking about this earlier, like you recognize I'm attracting all of these toxic men into my life because that's like what I'm allowing. Like I need to become somebody different in order to attract somebody different into my life. And you started to do that. So like, even though you say Mm -hmm. that you were like a partier, you still, that slowed down so much in those three years. You know, I, I, I feel like you can't necessarily totally give the credit to COVID of you like slowing down on that because I think you started that before I did try to work on that and like not I tried to be content with being alone Mm. and without drinking and without needing to be around other people all the time and like finding a man to like validate me mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's been a work in progress but I'm yeah. glad I did it like four years ago I never would have thought I would own let's see I bought my place in 2018 so it's four years ago next month that I closed on my first place mm. and now how many do you have well, now I have long-term rental, Joe has long-term rental, and then we have a short-term rental with some friends. Mm-hmm. So it's And like, the place y'all live in. Oh, yeah, and our primary. Yes, <laughs> yes. girl, thank you. How could I forget? <laughs> you don't live on the streets. You actually have a beautiful yes. home. <laughs> like, so five for, minutes from Red Rocks. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, perfect location, amazing backyard. So, yeah, so, you know, four years ago, I never would have thought, like, I would find my person, own a property, let alone four. You know what I mean? And it hasn't been easy this whole time, but I feel like even right now, I mean, business has been a little slow. Right now I'm doing fine. I'm finally getting paid tomorrow, but like (laughs) it's been a tough year. Like last year, 2020 thrived. 2021 thrived. 2022 I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just me or die. was that us? <laughs> that was an us. Oh, okay. 2023, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> We're in the kind of phase. No, this year has been half of what I've done. In production. What I did last year, yeah. Half the money that I made. So, That's crazy. Yeah, I mean. The market did weird things this year, though. For sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like I'm in a decent place now. Yeah. Well, and like, I think about it all the time of like, when I met you in 2017, who you were, sweetest, nicest person ever, who like, I think might have turned me into an alcoholic for about six months. Oh my. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can keep up with these women. Like you guys knew how to drink and like going from where you were then of just like, life was just like a party 24 seven to you. Like, Oh, let's lead Jen for 30 minutes. And then let's go make some mimosas. Do you remember we were doing Fridays where it was like, we were just drinking and lead generating Oh, and we're calling them like feisty Fridays or something. And we're making mimosas. Do you remember that? No, I think I blacked out every (laughs) (laughs) We would make mimosas and just like 
you know, we would at start the with, office? yes, at the office, we'd make mimosas. We would start drinking at like nine o'clock in the morning, maybe do an hour of lead generation. And then we were gone for the rest of the day doing who knows what. And going oh from that, God. no, we would do that. We would, you know, lead gen for maybe an hour and, and lead gen, like go and try to find business for yeah. maybe an hour and then cold just, call, drink. Yeah. And just drink. And I mean, it, it say, ah, took, today's a dud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we weren't nervous anymore, but we were over it very quickly. Um, but going from that and you like, I mean, you were living at your friends for a while you were living with your mom again for a mm. while like you were going through those terrible relationships you were like working at the um, restaurant and that was like a big provoker for drinking like people who work in that industry oh, yeah. that's like what you do and then real estate is very similar to that too mm-hmm. and like there's so much uh pressure to like live that lifestyle in the restaurant industry and as a real estate agent and it's sometimes really hard to step out of that especially when you find such like great fun friends in the industry yeah like it's so easy to just be like eh, we did enough work today let's just go have fun for the rest of the day and like you made this such pivotal turn I remember that there were like times in 2020 that I was like hey let's go do something this afternoon or let's and like you're like, no, I'm working. Like, you would have never said that in 2018. Oh, I'd figure out a way to make sure my clients are covered, and then I'd ha- I'd go, like, hang out with my friends. Yeah, and, like, now it's, you have your priorities so straight, and it's, like, as soon as you started, like, getting really clear on what you wanted, why you wanted it, and the path on how to go get it, your life just flipped 180 degrees from living in your friend's basement and your mom's basement to four years later owning four properties and like building this beautiful life with this man who's the love of your life. Like you're such a beautiful story of, you know, Gary Keller and I'm sure other people have said, we underestimate what we can do in one year or I'm sorry, we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in five. Mm. And that that's you like, so true because even when I bought my condo I was like no I'll be here for like 10 years and then maybe I'll be in a good position (laughs) by then maybe I can buy a townhome yeah yeah wild Mm -hmm. and you have you've killed it thank you yeah so have you oh thank you well maybe we should end on the note that I don't know what note we should end on. (laughs) Well, this has been a fun conversation. (laughs) And hopefully you guys have gotten to connect with both of us or either of us and see that, you know, there's other people going through, um, you know, not so easy times, even though you feel like everyone is doing well and, you know, you feel like you're the only one struggling. I mean, we're struggling too. And, um... Yeah, we're excited to just, like, be on this journey with you and grow through our 30s. Yeah. Learn from each other, teach other people, um, and just, you know, have some fun content. Yeah. We talked about a lot today. I feel like we covered a lot. And so I think that moving forward, what you're going to see is, like, all of these things that we talked a little bit about today, 
being broken down and doing some really deep dives into this content and what we've learned and how we've grown and then bringing people on who have like lived that. And so, um, you know, whether you're a 30 year old mom, 30 year old mother, a 30 year old single gal, um, you know, whatever your story is, whatever you're going, a 30 year old entrepreneur, like whatever it is, like I'm excited to talk about life as a whole and bring people on who like everybody can relate with mm -hmm. and goes for your 20s and 40s and 50s too like we yeah. want to I'm sure our journeys are similar to people I mean I know I have friends like in their 40s and they're having the time of their life and um so I'm sure this will apply to a lot more people yeah, I've heard the 40s are the new 30s, so if we don't get it right in this decade, don't worry, we have another one. <laughs> we'll keep going. We'll keep yeah. trying to thrive. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had so much fun. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Yes. Um, And we're just, like, ready to keep going. Yeah. We're ready to be raw and real, 30 and kind of mm, thriving, and, and just real. take you guys through the journey. Party but dirty. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, that's all for now. We'll see you next week with another episode. Yes.